The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Pop Insider. The Pop Insider has all the latest in news, merch reviews, and other geeky goodness. Whether you're a wizard, a Sith Lord, or a superhero, fuel your fandom at thepopinsider.com. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. This is a take two. I, I'm going to totally repeat. Since she's pointing at me at last minute, last second, go, 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 go. Welcome to another journey in our adventures in geek. I'm Zoe. I'm Mike. And we're being joined this week. See, this time I'm going to remember. Yeah. Uh-huh. So now you remember. <laughs> hey, I already said this is a take two. So now it looks like I, I remembered for the first time. Well, well you did not. <laughs> You are halfway through a conversation. Um, we are joined by um, another member of NASA. Yes, it's a back-to-back NASA interview. And, and we are being joined by Holly Griffith. And Hi. She, and she has spent time working with Uncle Bruce's brother, Lane. On shuttle yes. mission control. Yes. And I believe you have also done some ISS mission control. I have. Yes. Which I'm so jealous because <laughs> um, the national labs have two patches that I, w- I would love to get. And that's the Falcon patch and the the rocket and group patch. Oh, that Falcon patch that's over there. That's Probably. on the wall. Yeah, you can't see it from here, but I'll I'll get it out there. Probably. Yes. I, would. <laughs> I first saw that. I'm like, ooh. And then I saw I know. the year before they did uh, Rocket and Groot. And I believe that was helped. That was designed with the help of uh, Seth Green. Um, I, you know, I'm not sure. I know I'm Seth Green sure did one. I know Seth Green did one of those. He helped okay. with one of those. I don't. He's, I don't he's very one. cool and very into the, all of the NASA things. Yes. I did actually meet him at one of the, um, the tweet ups for a shuttle launch. And he was very oh, cool. Very cool. Yeah. So I'm going to start off our questions as her cat wants to be involved today. Too, yes. Stella, Stella very much wants to be involved. Yes. Um, you see, our dog is the exact opposite. She is probably laying on the couch being a lazy bum. Oh, that's OK. As my, ma- as my mom just shouts out, she is. So I know Zoe wrote down this question trying to steal it from me. Well, but just, it's the question I always like to ask. I just wrote it down because I was running out of questions and I right. needed another question. So, um, As a parent, you know, of course, you know, we started the show because it's the two of us going through our geek journey together um, and, and sharing that journey 
out there to the, to the, to the people. I love it. Um, who in your family, uh, be it immediate or, or not so immediate, got you started in your geekdom? And what was the first geekdom they got you started on? Um, so it's funny that you would you would talk about what, the reasons why you're doing this podcast and especially why you're doing it together. Um, because the person who got me started into, in my geekdom was my own dad. And um, and I credit that with with where with bringing me to where I am today, because being interested in that geekdom um, ultimately, and, and it was all of them, Star Wars, Star Trek. And I, I don't remember which one came first, uh, because you know, um, that's at the time, Star Trek, we, we had the original series. Yep. And then also at the time, you know, episode four, a new hope had just come out. So it, it we're, could have we're been from, one. We're, <laughs> we're from that same time period. Yeah. Okay. I, I have, because it, it was my dad who, who got me, and it was Star Trek and Space 1999 and Planet of the Apes and all that you see, sci-fi. I, I ha- I'm not really a big Star Trek fan. Like, I, that's okay. I don't really watch it at all. But Star Wars, that's a totally different story with this one. <laughs> you, did, hey, you didn't have a chance. I was like 12, was it 12 or 8? 12 hours old. I was roughly. 12 hours old on, on his tummy chest watching um, Clone Wars. season two. Episode. Yep. Season two, season episode two, seven. Episode seven. Um, something of terror. Legacy of terror. Okay. He's sad. You're doing it right. You're doing it right. <laughs> well, it, it's, it's become for the last six years. Mm-hmm. It has become tradition on her birthday. We watch her episode. Of wow. Clone Wars. I love and, that. And, I love and, that. Now, and it was actually supposed when at the time it was one of the scariest episodes they made. That's the one where the, it's the I, I, I feel there's a, a Star Trek Easter egg or or not Star or tribute to it because it's the one with the nose worms. Okay. Okay. And it's yeah. sort of like the the ear the earworms from Wrath of Khan. <laughs> Where it takes over the brain. I, I don't know. I really, I don't know. But that would be something. Yeah. Now that you mention it, it actually. Okay. Now I'm going to have to go look that up once when when we're finished with this. Um, <laughs> if it's if it's out there. But it, it almost had that evasion body snatchers type vibe too. I'm like, okay, for a show that's that airs right before Thanksgiving, this is more of a Halloween episode than it is. Uh, <laughs> Who cares? It came out on my birthday. <laughs> well, there was gonna be, <laughs> during that time. Probably two or three episodes later will have come out on your birthday because they were releasing on Friday nights back in 2009. And mm-hmm. guess what mm-hmm. else was see on Friday night? That is totally still fair. What, Mandalorian? Yep. Mando? Yep. yep I got an episode of Mando this year, too. So this, so now, starting this year, 2021, we'll be watching her Mandalorian mm-hmm. episode and her Clone Wars episode since she's got one. Wow. I, I, I'm so jealous. Great. I love it. And having having, having, having an August birthday, I'm so jealous because I don't get any of that. No. And when he when we figured that out, he's like, it's just not fair. And I'm like, oh, no, it's totally fair. Definitely fair. <laughs> <laughs> There's so, still time. So what other geekdoms have you gotten into uh, since then that you may have shared with with your dad? Um, gosh, I feel like, oh, my God, this is going to, you know, I, I don't have anything because I'm so 
since you know um the next generation came out and then you know the the prequels came out and then clone wars came out and then so it's like there's been so much more that you know that we've been given with respect to star wars and star trek that um what we shared um he passed away in 2009 so i'm sorry we you know we didn't that's okay but we uh thank you but we so at the time that was pretty much what we stuck to because those were the two things that um you know that he really enjoyed um you know beyond beyond just the next generation and the original series of course um we watched um of course deep space nine and then he um funny enough was his favorite one was voyager his favorite uh star trek was was voyager and it was um when it started to come out i had the what was the the upn or the network that it was being shown on yeah and he he didn't catch okay so i was able to get it at college and he didn't get it um at home so i would actually record voyager for him and then bring home the tapes or send him the tapes or whatever so that he could keep up with it so well we talked to um kelly wait what Kayla, why did I go Kelly? Uh, Kelly, <laughs> Kayla. You may, yeah. you may be thinking of Miss Kelly from school. I, I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, who's also big into Star Wars? Uh, but w- when we talked to Kayla last episode, uh, she's a big Voyager fan, and kind of confirmed with me that if Zoe was to watch Star Trek, Voyager is the one that she should should start with. Yeah, I could. Yeah. I don't disagree with that at all. I think, yes. Now, I think so, too. Now, for me, from that time period, uh, the next-gen timeline, I'm a big Deep Space Nine fan. I am, too. I love Deep Space Nine. It, it took um, a little darker turn. Yeah. You know? And so when, when a lot of people were complaining, I think about Picard, oh, it's not real Star Trek. It's it's too dark. It's, it's you know, it's not, it's not what we're used to. And it's like, did you watch Deep Space Nine? <laughs> they took some... Yeah. Some kind of dark path. So, um, speaking um, of I like speaking of Star Wars and Star Trek, that goes right into one of my first questions, which I have two on this topic. Um, which, in your opinion, which one do you enjoy the most, Star Wars or Star Trek? Oh gosh, do I have to pick? Um, yeah, okay, so I, you're, you're taking someone from from <laughs> our generation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and putting them right into the middle of the, the Trek Wars um, battle that is from the from the younger to us, the younger generation who did not get a chance to grow up with both. You see? Right. I did. And I stuck with Star Wars. I So I, I guess I would have to go um, with Star Wars and one of the reasons why is especially is because growing up, um, you know, you have to remember Voyager came later. And so we didn't we didn't have Janeway. Right. Um, and so Star Wars from a very, very, very early on. Um, I was born after 77. Uh, so we had Leia. That was my generation's um, woman hero, you know, heroine. I mean, she was the. She was such a strong female character who was unlike anything we had had yeah. before. I feel like we, we just we're, we didn't have, you know, there was no other female character who really compared to her, you know, in terms yeah. of it being science fiction or space opera. But, you know, you, so, so yeah. you deep dive that. but you um, just missed Colonel Deering oh, from no. Buck Rogers. 
Oh no. Okay. See, I'm not, I don't, I haven't watched Buck Rogers though. So I'm not familiar with it, but so I go with Star Wars probably because she captured me just, she just, you know, grabbed a hold of me and it was like, wow. Oh my gosh. This is so cool. Because of her. For me, it went through two phases of favorite Star Wars characters. So at the time I hadn't seen Clone Wars. I hadn't really remembered Clone Wars. So Mm -hmm. I, I, my favorite character used to be, um, Leia. And then I Mm -hmm. started like, I've rebels. Then then I saw Reb, but it's Mm -hmm. always been after Leia. It's always been Ahsoka Tano. Right. But but you were introduced to Ahsoka first in rebels when she appeared at the end of season one. Yeah. And from when I was eight hours old, because she's in that episode too. Yeah, but you, twelve but, hours. But you're, you, <laughs> yes, I may not remember it, but I. I know I, you don't remember it's that. Still in there. Yeah, she's still. But your first exposure to Ahsoka was was Rebels. Yeah. And so you got adult Rebels, Rebels. when I was like five. So you and, knew her as Fulcrum. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But your other favorite character came out of that as well. Yeah, Sabine. That was Sabine. Sabine. Okay. I love Sabine, too. And Hera. I'm a a big Hera fan. And every time, so he, for for his 50th birthday, he got a droid, and we named it Oldie, and then I just, I realized, I'm like, Chopper sounds a lot like an old grumpy man. Yes, he does. (laughs) He would totally be, get off my lawn. (laughs) Yeah. We... Um, what she's referring to with my 50th birthday, um, I work at Walt Disney World as an audio engineer and oh. stage technician. And and we, well, you have an easier chance of getting into studios than I do. I'm blacked out still. Yep. They, they have cast members blacked out. You have a, you'll have studios. a better chance of getting into studios than we will unless we park hop. But I No, we can't even do it park hop because we're blacked out. Can only park hop into parks that we're not blacked out of. That sucks. <laughs> wow. Whereas, so, so I had to use a comp ticket to get in for my fiftieth birthday, and we ha- then we because oh. with 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 COVID um, and everything, her school was supposed to start August fourteenth. Well, they mm-hmm. pushed back two weeks. Mm-hmm. So it, her first day of school ended up being my birthday and my wife had to go to work. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not staying at home for my birthday. If I could get into studios, I'm going to studios and I'm spending it off world. And he got, he also got to ride Rise of Resistance on his birthday too. Oh, wow. First time ever to, nice. my one and only time to have ever ridden Rise of Resistance that I was able to pull it off. I have I have not ridden that. I, I have been Me. to Galaxy's Edge and I I wrote, got to ride the ride the Falcon ride, but I've not ridden Rise of the Resistance. Me. It was before it was open, so Me either. <laughs> oh, I am so jealous. One day, one day. I'll get back. Well after I, after finding some people online who have made Lego versions of the ride car, I he's I made, went on, he's made I went, a version. I've made the plans for my own. His his looks serious? really his looks really accurate. It almost kind of looks better than the ride car itself, in my opinion. Wow. <laughs> but that's you just me. Post pictures. Have you posted it like on like, Lego forums and okay. Not, not yet. He's thinking um, about submitting it to Lego Ideas. He's thinking. Yeah. I, I want to submit it to Lego Ideas. 
as well. You should. You should. Because I'm now trying to figure out to go with it for Lego ideas. I need to do the uh, the drop ship that it goes into for at the end of the ride. Mm-hmm. And I got okay. to figure out how to make all that work. Uh, I want to see the finished product. I want to see it. I, so, I will. Please. I will. I will send you pictures of the ride car. Um, but like I said, once I get the, the drop ship figured out, okay. that's what I'm, that's what I'm going to submit to, to Lego ideas. Okay. Very cool. So, um, so yeah. So, but beforehand we went during the summer when it was just, you know, my wife was at work, her mom, and we spent a day together there. And mm-hmm. last year or two years ago on your birthday, 2019, her grandmother gave her the money to build her droid. Hold on. No. All right. So her droid is a BB unit, and she went with the normal BB-8 style dome. Uh, okay. Of the three dome styles they have. There's a BB, BB-8 style, BB-9E style, and then one that's got almost like a camera look for the eye on top. Okay. So she, she made hers, and it's BBZ3, but also known as Grape. Grape. I like grape. That is a good name. He looks like two grapes. He he does look like two grapes. I like the purple. It works. You see, my favorite color is purple. So I went to all purple. I like it. I think it's I think you did good. I, I didn't do the droid building thing um where we're with a, a group and so I didn't have time, but when I get back I'll, I want to do all of it. Well, I I built my droid. Uh, I wanted to do an R four unit um, because I wanted to do the the press core droid or the uh-huh. or the Imperial R fours that we see in Rebels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't have the black domes. I'm like, I'm not painting this. So instead, I went with an R five unit, and I'm like, okay, R five. This is going to be more appropriate. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my my droid's official name is R five zero LD. Because okay. I because I made him when I was fifty years old for my fiftieth birthday. I get it. I get it. And, and his nice. and his nickname is Oldie. Oldie. Oh, so, that's not old, but that's a that's a good name. So you have Grape and Oldie now. So we have Grape and Oldie. And then I also have a mouse droid named Mickey. Oh, I was see that's I like that. I would I played um. Uh, the Star Wars, uh, the Galaxies, uh, the MMORPG. It was yeah, like back in the early yeah. two, 2000s. Yeah. I, I was actually one in the group of 100 of the first beta testers for that game. So that's my claim. Oh, to so fame jealous. But my, I had a mouse droid in that game, and his name was just Mouse. So okay. yeah, mine's it was very not creative. <laughs> she, she is big into um, the remote controls. Well, Nerf too, but uh, for Christmas, Santa brought her the the um, remote control troll. baby Yoda. Oh, that sounds amazing! Yeah, and he can follow you and play hide and seek with you. Well, my birthday's coming up. I'm gonna have to get, see. I'm, I'm like, I should start making a list now because y'all are telling me all of these neat ideas, and it's like, yeah, it's really need definitely to do that. worth it. <laughs> definitely. Well, I had someone at work who thought they were ordering a Sphero R two D two, and it ended up being the Hasbro one. He goes, uh, "I don't want it. You want it?" I'm like, "How much are you asking?" He goes, "Nothing. It's yours if you want it." <laughs> okay, that's the one we use at your birthday party. Oh yeah. 
And then a friend of ours, and I haven't used him much. I just leave him on his charger. But he's fun on the desktop. I have the Sphero BB-8. Which yes, you used is. him once. I've used him a couple times. I do have mine. He is. He's right there. Well, no, you probably can't see him. He's, he's over there. Sorry. So I, I have the clean version, which is the original. Um, but I, I, I've left him on the desk. And, and he... The head moves. The, it's a he's in the, in the charger, which his, is great. And his body moves too. So, so I, I love having that little personality on the on the computer. So, yeah, we we've become a droid family in many many ways. Keep her. Oh, a little. I think she was baby from one of the Monopoly games. But yeah. Okay. I the wall in front of us has got a lot of my Star Wars collectibles, and um, I run here's, a Star Wars podcast called here, Wookie Radio. Here's and the, Chewie is I'm very familiar with it. Really? Mm-hmm. I did not. Well, thank you for being the listener. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I don't think I connected the two, but. Oh, wow. So how did you end up finding us? Sorry. Searching to... for Star Wars podcasts. And Wookiee Radio just sounded like a cool name. I think I've been. It, I went down like the, there was like a list of, um, you, I think you pick one and then, you know, there's like Rebel Force Radio and. Uh, and you know the and so it was. I think it came up yeah. as like recommended as sub, as one of from one of those. And so, because oh, wow. so. so there's like a wall in front of us that's real. It's really big, and there's only two things within the width span. Three things within the width span of it that is not Star Wars. He has Green Army Man men. I have the Lego Green Army Men set with okay. the Jeep. And then he has a Howard <laughs> he has a Howard the Duck um Dorb. 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 George, and, George Lucas, yes. And <laughs> and then he has You have to hear ask her opinion of the film. <laughs> has she seen it? Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> I, I regret I regret <laughs> it. Can't imagine why. In, in my opinion, I I think George Lucas could have probably done better, but but that's just me. Oh, but at the time, yeah. it's such a great maybe, film. Maybe they'll age sure. well in time. Like at, at the time, <laughs> it was what eighty six. Yeah, I know it was only like yeah. forty years ago, but right. And then he has something to where it was the Weeby Geek. Was it your birthday or the Weeby no, Geeks? It was my birthday. And it, so he has another podcast called Weeby Geeks, and my and Uncle Jim um, has a three D printer, and he makes three D things like all the time. And he made a happy birthday, Mike, little oh. thing. Yeah, so a little very smart. cool. But what she's also forgetting too is oh yeah, you have so, soom-soom. I have some Marvel Tsum Tsums yeah. up in my okay. Tsum Tsum collection. Five Tsum Tsum Cap. Okay, okay. Oh God, Drax, Vision, and Ant Man. See, I could see. So, um, so yeah, yeah. But I'm in my Star Wars room too, and so it's I don't know. You can, yeah, yeah. yeah on, my- on my book, on my bookcase, I have two. I have two little um, sections of the bookcase that's just Star Wars, and then I have a section that's just Harry Potter. Yep, there's my, that's me. Yeah, there's my bookcase. All my yeah. from the '90s, all the Zahn and Kevin J. Anderson, and all of the yeah. The, the so there, you don't, she does not know the pain of going from what 1983 until 1999. No, <laughs> no she does Star not. Wars. She does not. 
hopefully, right. hopefully she doesn't have to go through that pain at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> what? She, her, to her, the pain is I have to wait a year before Mandalorian comes back. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and everything else that's, you know, all of the other yeah. hundred things that are announced. But yeah. I'm, I'm most excited, I think, about the Cassian Andor series, which I know a lot of people that is the last one on their list. But for me, it's it's the top. I'm actually excited for that. I'm, I'm actually excited, too, for uh, especially seeing her um her trailer on twitter patty jenkins rogue squadron yeah that knowing, was, knowing uh, what the yeah. motivation is for it with her father being with a fighter father. pilot yes yes so I, who else I, tell that top gun star yes. wars story than her i know i have goosebumps right now just thinking about it i know it's I, I'm loving that they're having the ability to do all of this now. And I feel like, you know, with um, Dave Filoni and John Favreau and, you know, just what they did with the Mandalorian has shown this. OK, here are the possibilities. And so I think, um, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I would love to see uh, Kathleen Kennedy just formally announce Filoni and Favreau as head of creative for Lucasfilm in that Kevin Feige, you know, the way Kevin Feige does it with Marvel. Yes, yes. Uh, and I know many, many, many um, hardcore Star Wars fans have said the same. I, I think she still needs to stay on. Uh, I'm one of the few, even in the, in the Star Wars fandom or even podcast ranks. I say leave her on for the financials and yes. the board and, and the representative to the board. I'm sorry. <laughs> Siri was <laughs> Siri, Siri disagrees. Yeah, Siri agrees. Um, um yeah, disagrees. But no, but yeah, I, I agree. I mean she should still be the figurehead of the company. But yeah, she's cr- great. creative needs to but she, she was never, even when working with Spielberg and Marshall, she was the money person. Mm-hmm. She was, I mean, that was her main, main responsibility was money, not creative, even though she did a lot of creative stuff. She, she was very, yeah, very talented with creative. Yes. But her, but, her strength lies in the, in the financial and going to the boards, you know, going to the executive. That, that's her strength. I think that's why George picked her to, to head. Lucasfilm is to be that strong figurehead to Disney. Um, yeah, I, I can't comment on that. I don't know, but and um, I just and I'm not familiar with how any of these business deals work. Right. To just put that out there, I'm just saying oh, as a Star we're, Wars we're, fan and what I've what I've seen, you know, Dave Filoni do with um, Clone Wars and Rebels, and then now seeing you know him and, and his collaboration with John Favreau and The Mandalorian, and I'm yeah. like, please. Yeah. This is, I, you know, I feel the the fan base ultimately has been an agreement on, you know, that, you know, Clone Wars and especially Clone Wars and Mandalorian, but also Rebels too, um, that those things have been, you know, crit- very critically acclaimed, and so that would be a very forward, you know, good direction for Star Wars to right. go in, and, and especially in terms of continuity, um, which I feel like was maybe not so much present with the sequels. I feel this yeah. could be something that maybe. Right. Well, and I like too how with all the books, we're getting continuity within all the stories because with the EU, and I love the EU as well. I love, I loved it too. But you know, everyone going, you know, with everyone going, well, bring our EU back. The EU wasn't canon. Lucas even said it wasn't canon. 
it uh, could be some of it. I mean, we're seeing Thrawn, right? But I love how Story Group is grabbing the stronger points and bringing them back. Yes. Into yes. And, and yeah. they said they would, but it was going to take time. Mm-hmm. No, no. And I'm fine with that. I, I love it. I'm confused. Canon is uh, the continuity of the Star Wars universe. Okay. There were there were a lot of books written. Okay. Um, like there's a whole set of books um, involving the X-Wing, different X-Wing squadrons. It was mm-hmm. called X-Wing. Well, even Rogue Squadron had a set of books, mm-hmm. which none of that's canon. Uh, I was real big on the Republic Commandos in mm-hmm. those books. And, and that's, that's where Admiral Thrawn came from, is the books that you're referencing right now that you're talking about. That's that group um, of books. That's where Admiral Thrawn came from, well, and so which she would know from Rebels. Yep. Right? Yeah, she knows Thrawn from Rebels. Actually, th- uh, the Thrawn books came from the uh, Heir to the Empire series. Yes, Timothy's on, but just right. speaking with uh, with respect but, to the EU overall. But the the Republic Commando series is one written by uh, Karen Trevis. Yes, who I love also. Which um, I loved her books, and I, love them too. I, I wish those were brought into canon because the stories there I don't think affect anything timeline because you're talking about actual Republic Commando missions, not. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that particular group, which we've seen that group in Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why can't these particular books be? And I, I think that's something that needs they need to look at and go, OK, now that the sequel trilogy's done, let's go back, look at all the old books and go, well, what's something that's not would not directly involve or affect the Skywalker timeline? And right. Bring those back out of legend into canon status. I think I, the, I think the Republic Commando series is one of those that could do that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm definitely not opposed to that. And, and she had some other ones, too. I'm trying. I'm actually trying to find them uh, <laughs> right now. I know. Red. Besides just Republic Commando. Um, she did. She had some some good ones because I know I read them and I'm just forgetting the yep. exact title of them right now. But she had um, four. Yeah. So she had four in the Republic because one took uh, it was Republic Commando uh, Order 66. Mm-hmm. And then actually there was, I think, maybe five because then there's when the Republic commandos were then become part of the Imperial forces, go from the clones to the Imperials. Okay. That's what I'm thinking is the fate of the Jedi series. Oh, nope. Actually, that was on her. I'm sorry. That just came up in the search, but I did read that one. Um, that was a great series, too. Yeah, it was a great series. Yes. But I was wrong in saying that. Um, but yeah, so she did. She did have some really good ones. And I'm just forgetting the titles, which is sad. But anyway. So I hijacked enough. I'm sorry, Zoe. No, we're just we're reminiscing about that time between 1983 and 1999 when we had See, no good Star Wars content or no official pain, Star Wars content at all. The pain we went through that you yes. hopefully don't get to go through. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, no one should have to go through that. <laughs> so go ahead. My next question, my, my, the, the last of my questions are all science-based, so. And, well, and why, and why and, are they and, all science-based? Because they are. Well, but what is it you want to do when you get out of school? I don't, I, you do, you know. I know, Holly doesn't. <laughs> I know, but I don't know. I, I, I was, you know, my when I was born, my parents, I, I was skipped with the psych, the psychic gene. I did not get that passed on to me. So, um, I'm not saying they had it. But. 
Um, I'm still deciding, but I either want to do mission control at NASA or do... Or, or ground support. Or ground support, yeah. Or I want to okay. be an animator, and I want to do the movement of the characters. Ah, okay, okay. And, and, and if I recall correctly, y'all were at Star Wars Celebration in Orlando, and you asked the question, right, about why STEM and not STEAM. Yes. Um, and I, so this... I feel like this is uh, this is great because you're saying either you want to do something like mission control, which most of us are engineers. We have to have an engineering degree um, or maybe like a physics degree. But for the most part, it's it's engineering and that's going to be either mechanical engineering or electrical engineering or aerospace engineering. That's the vast majority of degrees. OK, but you also say you want to be an animator, an animator and that's very much um, with the, the arts. Right. It has a lot of artistic components in it. And so when people say STEM versus STEAM, it's why does it, you're right. Why does it have to be either or? Because there are very many people who work at NASA who, if you think about it, who does designs for things like our web pages? Who does the art for all of the, the artistic, the posters and things that you see, the patches the, like we just talked about? Who does that? You know, even when it comes to, to makers, you know, people who um, who can create things and who have talents like like sewing. How do you think spacesuits get made? Right. So we do have those careers at NASA. You don't have to be just a oh, my does my degree is in this or X, what, you know, YZ science thing, which is of course, very important, or I am this type of engineer, which is, of course, very important. But we need all of those other people, too. We need the, those artistic people, in addition to people like communications. If you think of uh, science communications, right? It's hard to get our message out there a lot of times. It's hard to explain some of these these literal rocket science, you know, to people who are interested in it. But who can also explain, oh, OK, without, you know, just with, if you just spat off a bunch of different equations or something, they're not going to know what you're talking about. So to bring it down to a level where people can understand and make it more interesting. And we need that because you know why? The more that the public is interested in space and NASA, that's better for us because that helps our budget. And so that means we can do more space in NASA. So, so Kayla kind of told you the same thing yeah. too. Yeah. So after we interviewed Kayla, it's like, so what do you think? She goes, I'm really overwhelmed now because <laughs> I don't think she, because that was the first time. And now she's hearing it again, that she could pursue her you know, she wanted to pursue more animation, but still be involved in the space programs mm -hmm. that there's still room for her at NASA. If that's absolutely if that's where she wants to go. And now absolutely. now you're being told since you're a podcaster <laughs> and you're communicating. Yeah, you can be a remember when we watched um, Bob and Doug go up in space. Yeah, that was what launch America. That was the that was SpaceX. the that was SpaceX group that was doing all the the communications on the NASA channel. Yeah, maybe some of them are engineers or whatnot, but they were also picked because yeah. they had communications background, probably. Yes. So with yes. you doing communications, yes, with podcasting right now, starting this soon, yes. Even even if you don't get a communications degree, but you keep podcasting, 
that will be recognized as well. Absolutely. So you Absolutely. could be, so you could do stuff. You could do hosting stuff for SpaceX, for Boeing with their projects that are coming up with NASA with their stuff. So you, you could be a fa- You could be one of the many faces of the space program. You absolutely well. could. And then and, show, and, and then show your animations of what projects are, are going to happen. Yes. On those shows. Both, right. Do the animations and then explain your animations to show people how the space mission, whatever it may be at the time, how it works. You know, we have animations of things like that, of things, um, whatever we, the, the, the 12 minutes of terror. And if I'm, if the number's wrong, I apologize of whenever we landed on Mars, right. With the, the little, the balloon and it bounced and bounced and bounced. Um, we have animations of that. We need computer animations of what something's going to look like because we can't actually film it at the time. So these probes that go out to sure. the outer planets or, or things like, um, and even in robotics, we have virtual reality. I mean, so we're going to need, all of those types of people to make that happen. And and so to just to think that, oh, to work at NASA well, is just STEM or I have to have this, you know, engineering degree or this, you know, what is other science degree. Yes, that is important. I'm not discounting that. However, to say that other things are not as important or that we don't we shouldn't include them, I think is very irresponsible. Because it's obviously they're they're there. Yes, they're absolutely there. And as we've talked about, you could take, say, someone else who's stronger in computer animation. You could take that and do your the animation style you want to do and spend that towards NASA educational materials that get sent out to schools. Yes. to, To make to make those really high complex computer animations more mm-hmm. entertaining and more pleasable for kids to look at. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And if you go to the, it's like uh, education.nasa.gov. I think um, you search NASA education on Google, if that's not the specific address, but, and you'll see they have those, they have those classes now, especially now with all the virtual learning that's happening during COVID. They have that for material for teachers and for educators and for students. So, so is that yes, cool? we need all of those people. We even need people. We, we need people who can cook. We need cooks because you know what? They make the meals that the astronauts eat in space and astronauts like to eat good when they're in space, too. So, yeah, we need all kinds of people to make NASA work. So what do you think about that, kiddo? You excited? <laughs> She's like, oh my gosh, too many. <laughs> well, we, we were up late last night as well. Okay. So, um, so your next question. What was your role in Orion safety? My role in Orion safety was, um, so I had I had two different roles. I started um, in the ECLIS system, which is the environmental uh, control and life support system so that's the if you think about it that's everything from the air that we breathe to um to materials inside the cabin to make sure that they don't do things like off gas which is give off a really bad smell that maybe would you know you're kind of you're enclosed in there and you're an astronaut and you're you know so that would be bad you don't want to smell something like that all the time um do things like um waste so you have to you have to go to the bathroom in space right so that's part of the environmental control life support system. And um, so that was that. And it also included thermal elements too. how to keep the spacecraft cool, how to keep it hot. Um, you know, because when you're at a point in space and you're not facing the sun, it gets really cold. 
So that was the that was all of ECLIS. Uh, the second part I had with Orion Safety was the EPS system or the electrical power system. That was also my system on the space shuttle. But this one was different because we used solar pa- so- solar panels as opposed to fuel cells, which we used on Gemini and the space sh- and, um, and Apollo and the space shuttle. So, uh, so I worked with that, how to power everything on the vehicle. And if you have enough power to do this and, and you know, to turn this on or to turn this off and, and which is especially complicated and it's something that we didn't have to do whenever uh, I was working shuttle um, to think about that when you're around the moon. It's, it just presents this whole other areas, you know, these challenges that um, you didn't think about before. Because it's like, oh, well, now we're in this part of space. And if we turn this way, then it's going to be the temperature will be like this. And it's like, you know, it's so this, these levels of, of, uh, of complicated things that it's like, I honestly never thought about it before I started on working, working on this before because I never worked on a project going to the moon before. So, um, so, could, so could that's you imagine, what I did for, for Orion. For Orion. Could you imagine yeah. being on the moon and you're right there? And we don't know if it's a defined line of here's the dark side, here's the light side, but we know there's the dark and light side of the moon, right? Yes. So say you go step and put one foot or half your body on that, you know, so you stand on the border on that border so and you got one side that is hitting minus 300 and the other side hitting 77. And there's no difference in between. It's thermometer it jumps. 77, mm-hmm. boom, minus 300. Could you imagine that? It's like, going mm-hmm. to, it's like when we were at Universal yesterday. Yeah. In the sun, it was nice and warm. As soon as you hit the, a shadow, you froze instantly. Yeah, so when, went, so when you were getting the, when you were getting the Ravenclaw robe, um, we went to one of the wand things, and it was to where you would make an R, and the chocolate frog would rise up and right. crow. I'm like, I was like, I need the sun, because when I went into the shade to do it, I'm like, I'm, I'm freezing. I'll be over there. Yeah. So, so you're saying there was low humidity in Florida. I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah, yesterday, <laughs> it only got up to 63. It, it was wow. one of our colder days. Okay. Like super, 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 super cold days when you didn't have a jacket or a Harry Potter robe on. <laughs> so, so do you understand what she was doing on Good. Orion? Did that answer your question? Yes. Or did you have another aspect to the question that I did not address? Because if so, let me know. Uh, not to that question, no. Okay. Okay. I would say go here next. Okay. What made you want to work in the space or science industry? Um, so like we kind of talked about before was my dad getting me interested, especially very young, you know, into science fiction, um, Star Trek and Star Wars. And we even had a telescope that we would take out. And it was very cool because for me, when I was young, um, we got to see Halley's Comet. And so he had this big this telescope and we would take it out and watch Haley's Comet. And so just that, just the actual, you know, being able to see space from, you know, from that angle and, and or that aspect. And then, you know, going out and looking at things like lunar eclipses or meteor showers with him um, and then with the science from the science perspective 
of, you know, seeing Princess Leia and seeing a, a woman in those situations, like, oh, she's there and she's in a leadership role doing her own thing. You know, it, it, it was that it was like, I want to be on that spaceship in, you know, in Star Wars and I want to go to all of these cool planets and I want to, you know, just be a part of that. And so that got me to thinking, OK, well, what's the what do I want to do at the time when I was younger? I, I wanted to be an astronaut. And so I was like, well, how do I do that? OK, so I thought about what degrees would be best. And I decided on mechanical engineering, which is ultimately what my degree is in. And um, and so I, I, I didn't become an astronaut, but I think mission control is a good second place trophy. Right. I'm not complaining. Um, it was the it was the best job I ever had, especially shuttle mission control, because you could work launch and reentries. And uh, so being there and, and being on console, what, what we called it during for a launch, it's, it's just amazing. It's an amazing feeling. And it was it was hard. It was very hard. It was very difficult. But you were so interested in what you were doing and you loved it that you, you know, you just did whatever you whatever you had to do, lots of studying, lots of sims or simulations, um, you know, a lot of a lot of hard work working with other members of the team getting the communication, which is another very important aspect for working in mission control, because imagine if there's someone that you're working with, someone on another console who's not the electrical system, you know, maybe they're the communication system and you have a problem in your system and you have to explain to them why why because of your system about the power that their system their communication system isn't working anymore so it's communication is also very important there so just ultimately having my dad be there from the very beginning and telling me you could do whatever you want you want to be an astronaut all right let's do it you know let's look at this comet let's let's watch these you know star trek and star wars it was never like oh and i'm an only child so i don't have any brothers or sisters but it was never just because you're a girl you know oh sorry we're gonna have to oh sorry can't cross that line nope 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 it's a little too far um he was just go go get it go for it and that to me is you know fathers if you're listening if you're out there and you're listening and you have young daughters and they're into this it's you cannot underestimate how important it is for for you to say this is okay and actually it's awesome and i love that you're doing it and you know to be all in so i, I think it's great what y'all are doing with this podcast i think it's wonderful and kudos kudos to you oh, for thank you for supporting yeah so that hearing that she's the only child just like you and the support she got from her dad is sort of like what mommy and I do with you, right? So you're not the only one kiddo. So it's, yeah, I could not have done it with both of them, with both of them. But I think at that time when I was growing up, you know, 40, you know, ish years ago, it was a little different maybe. And so to have my dad, especially being from the South, um, from a smallish town, it, there was an ex- expectation, um, you know, roles, roles were different. And so to have him even, you know, back then be that supportive and behind me, he never thought it was weird. He never thought, he never questioned it. He never was like, well, why don't you just do this other thing? It'd be so much easier. It was, no, I'm a hundred, I'm behind you 100%. Let's, let's do this. And that made all the difference in the world. Yeah. So that answer that question. Mm-hmm. What you got next? I have one more question. Okay. Um, can you tell us about Lunar Lander Power? 
I can a little bit. There's some okay. things I, I can't talk about because of contracts and yeah, yeah. other business things that I don't want to get in trouble. Um, so, so Lunar, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, then can you tell us what has already been announced and released um, what's that you can talk about? And released publicly is that they're looking at three, three different companies. Um, I think um, SpaceX Blue Origin and one one other company that I'm forgetting the name of. It's not as big as those two um, uh, to do maybe fuel cells. So, which is like I said, like we did with Gemini and and Apollo and shuttle. Uh, So that's an option. And so they're also looking at um, other things. Like if we were going to be on the, the moon for a longer period of time, how to make power, you know, how to generate power for a longer duration mission. Um, and so that those kinds of things, maybe that's a, that's an option. So that's, what's been announced, um, um, publicly for some of the, uh, some of the things. Okay. Now, is there anything more that you're able to talk about or that's pretty much where we're stuck? That's pretty much where I can say. That's all my questions. Do you have any more questions? Well, so currently you're working on the, the Lunar Lander yes. projects. That, that's your current thing. Yes, yes. Okay. That is, that is one, of, one of the projects, yes. What other projects are you working on that you, <laughs> that you could formally talk about? So there's been other things that NASA has um, been looking at for a while now, things like if – suppose maybe we landed on on mars and how would you how would you how would you use the uh what you have when you're on mars and make power from that cabins hear her purring in the microphone it's awesome oh really i still left her then but um yeah so um like it's called in situ uh, resource utilization and so if you were on mars or somewhere on the moon or wherever and you know you're like okay well we already have these resources how can we use them to maybe generate power or propulsion or you know to help us while we're still here and, and you know living here instead of having to carry everything with you from earth so so use what you have there and recycle it and, and, you know, get other things from it. So who, who would have thought Zoe, the movie that you pick on me about is going <laughs> to slowly turn into a reality. Are you talking about him? Nope. Oh, I know what movie you're talking about. What movie am I talking about? The Martian. The Martian was, so the Martian was very realistic. It was very, it was not realistic in many ways. There were some things. I don't have a problem with the movie. It's just every time it's on TV, like. It's a channel, it's a surf stopper for me. It's like the only, it's like, I don't know how to explain it, but like, that's the only thing he'll, like, if it's on, that's like, if it's on, like, if some, say the Big Bang Theory's on, He'll scroll through other channels, trying to see if there's something else. So this, if the Martian's on, he doesn't. <laughs> well, I, I still see what else is on, but <laughs> yeah, for two seconds. But, but it, no, the Martian. But you know, if it's Martian, if it's Martian and Star Wars, I'm, gonna, I'm still gonna go Star Wars. Uh, um, 
don't 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 apologize for that. <laughs> but no, I, I no love the Martian. I love the Martian because I love how I do too. it it is such a it's the closest thing to a realistic space movie we've gotten in years of this could actually happen. And I thought it was done well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, you're not wrong. And it was done very well. And it was, um, you know, kind of crowdsourced for information from people who actual scientists and engineers who would be working on these projects to get it right, which I appreciated very much. A lot of people don't bother to do that. And, And yeah, ultimately, you had to add some things in there to make to make the story happen. But like the, you know, the Iron, so much of it was very realistic. The Iron Man maneuver. Don't know if it would actually happen that way, but, but right, right, right. It, it but, right. But it, but I like that little bit of Hollywood. It's like, okay, if it was to happen, they made it look realistic. Like, okay, it could, but I would think the moment he depressurized that suit, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> eh, well, maybe, but. Yes, that that's one thing. But also, I think we're learning now is um, that the 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 windstorm wouldn't have, or the dust storm wouldn't have been that ferocious that that um, yeah. the, that strong to cause the the entire scenario to play out in the first place. And the Karen Travis book I found is Legacy of the Four series. That's what okay. I'm thinking. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I th- so I'm glad we got that. I think the the Legacy of the Four series. Uh, has too would have would have had too much impact on um current time uh, on the on the canon to to be made canon but there's no reason why they can't use some of those stories to inspire new um skywalker era yes um tales for for shows or whatnot if if they wanted to do a more pre-Clone Wars or Clone Wars-based Jedi tales. Right, be, right, right. That, that would be a good series to go with. Yeah, that was Even, just bothering me because I know I had read her books. I was like, I could not think of the... the uh, <laughs> even the, like, the Dark Horse Tales of the Jedi. Um, no, wait, with her legacy, is that the one with med healers? I don't know. I don't remember. Because I, I have a couple, I have a couple of the med healer books, and I love those. It's like, oh, Jedi, Jedi medical healers. This is cool. That's all they do is I go out on the I, battlefield as medics. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't think I read that one. Um, let me see. Let's see. Yes, that's the one with um, Admiral Dalla and yep. Boba Fett. And yes, yes, yes. So yep. I don't know about the med healers, but yeah. Okay. I I'll have to double check. So I, w- I was a big fan of Admiral Dalla. I, I really loved the concept of that character. Um, yeah. I-, I don't think now it would be like you said to it would kind of mess with current canon. But um, I don't know. I just liked her story because at the time there was no there were no women in the Empire. Right. Relatively speaking. Right. It was all. And so um, her character that she kind of had to create this, you know, um, anonymous identity and that and then finally someone like Tarkin noticed it and was like, wow, who is this person? And hey, maybe we get her in charge of the Death Star. <laughs> may, maybe I don't remember her fate, but maybe that's something since she's not canon, she could be brought into maybe the Book of Fett, Book of Fett since she has some mm-hmm. tie in with uh, an early Boba. Yeah, well, I think her, she really came with him because she was the okay. So whenever whenever Boba Fett, it was in the EU that he did survive the Starlight Pit. Right. Um. He he and Dala kind of joined up for a bit to to wreak havoc. 
Um, see that? So, May, hopefully we yeah, do. See, I, maybe I, we do see her in the book. Maybe of we, we we could we could if yeah if they would tie them in that way somehow, which I you know I don't know since it's only five years or well what we've seen in Boba Fett in the Mandalorian is after is only what five years after five, the Jedi. Yep. So, so it's, um, it's possible. I don't know how that would work, but yeah, it could be possible. It could be possible. Yeah, she survived. I, 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 maybe she has survived the events, and maybe she has a, a thing against Gideon as well for 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 the purge. Yeah. And that's how. Yeah. So she teams up with Finnick and Boba and makes herself yes. another ally in in the book of Boba yeah. Fett. Make that a, a backstory somehow, yeah. and yeah. So we, we just figured out how to bring an EU character into canon. They're, it's so easy. Someone, where's Dave Filoni and John? Get, get him on here. Get him on here. Yep. <laughs> so you got any other questions, Zoe? Not even one off the top of your head? No, not even favorite shuttle mission or favorite favorite oh. mission she worked on in Mission Control? Well, you, you just asked that yourself? Well, you ask it. You, you, but you, oh. you, you just... Uh, you, <laughs> 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 yeah, but I asked a lot of questions, so you ask it. I, I missed that one if you did ask that. Uh, what was the question? <laughs> yeah, there it is. What was the question? <laughs> favorite. What was your favorite mission or... Yeah, favorite uh, mission favorite while on Mission Control. What he said. <laughs> okay, um, so I'm going to have to go with, with two because they're, they're, they're very different in, very, in different ways. Um, one was STS-117, and that was actually my first uh, mission in Mission Control being certified as the uh, the person on console. And on that one, my first certified mission, all of the computers uh, on the Russian side of the space station went down. Oh. And we needed that for uh, propulsion to to boost the space station in its orbit whenever it's, the orbit would start decaying. So since we were docked to station, we were going to use a shuttle, you know, maybe for some of that to help Antop. And and so we wanted to stay docked longer for that reason, but also to, to give people in Michigan control more time to figure out the problem. Because if we didn't, we were going to have to abandon the space station. So our job, how that affected us in the electrical power system was we needed to come up with a power down, not nearly, you know, if you think Apollo 13, but not nearly on that level. So turn things off because the fuel cells used hydrogen and oxygen. And that was that was our gas. That was our fuel. So we wanted to turn things off as much as possible to conserve that fuel to be able to stay up in space longer. And so I remember coming in one day and it's like, yeah, we need to do this. And if we don't figure it out, we're going to have to abandon the space station. I'm like, well, that's a great first mission to be certified for. OK, um, but we did it. And it was a very, very stressful, stressful, you know, couple of weeks. But we did it. We figured it out what the problem was. And we got the computers back online and and everything was fine. And, and you know, space station is obviously still up there today and it's OK. Um, the second favorite mission would just be any of the ones I worked Ascent or entry for or launch an entry for re-entry just because like i said earlier um working launch is just it's it's so fun it's so um exciting and you know it's just such a you're there and the clock's counting down and you know you're getting excited with everyone else but you just have to watch your data and you have to you know that you know for for eight minutes or eight and a half minutes, but also especially the first two and a half when we had the solid rocket boosters. That was, you know, it was kind of was nervous, but 
but exciting at the same time. And so um, it's very hard to describe. And I really miss that. I really miss that. Uh, with launch, that's still done out of Houston or is there – or is it something where it begins here at Kennedy Space mm-hmm. Center here at, at Cape Canaveral and then trans and then switch it, flipped over to Houston? Yes. Yeah, so we had the LCC, the Launch Control Center. That's at Kennedy Space Center. And they are in charge of the vehicle until it clears the tower. So a couple, a second or two, a few seconds until the tower is cleared and then it switches to Houston. Oh, wow. So, so you understand what that means, kiddo? So, say this water bottle. I, I get it. Is the tower Florida than Texas? I, I just said I got it. <laughs> That's cool. But, but we're talking to our counterparts in Florida, you know, the whole time. So, if there's a problem before then, obviously we're we're involved and we're tied in. But yes, officially they, it's 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 in our it's in uh you know Titusville or the Kennedy Space Center, and then. It switches officially at that at that point. Okay. Got any other questions? Like the most important one? <laughs> Find online. You want me to whisper it to you? Uh, where can people find you online? You can find me online um, at Twitter. I am at Absolute Space Girl um, because of Twitter character limits. I, I eliminated the E in Absolute, so it's more like the vodka, and the I in, in Girl, so it's just G-R-L. So Absolute, no E, Space Girl, just G-R-L. Absolute Space Girl. We, we had to do that with Adventures in Geek. Our, <laughs> our Twitter is Adventure Adventures. The, the letter, letter in geek. Yeah, yeah. So I was I was limited to to characters. So that's where you can find me. And if I if I'm not posting t- as much space stuff right now, I'm sorry. Um, you know, like we talked about earlier, there's only so much I can say. So hopefully soon I'll be able to to be more more spacey, but try to be a little more discreet now. So want to wrap us up, kiddo? Well, thank you for joining us in Adventures in Geek. Thank you for having me on Adventures in Geek. I had a great time. It's great talking with y'all. Oh, right. Two, four, niner, five.